Welcome back, Howdy's fans, to, uh, I guess, this emergency podcast of sorts. Uh, don't want to hear with Grandy. He's going to give our brief thoughts on the Dumba uh, signing today. Grandy, how are you doing? Good, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's been a good week. Um, Gear 5 Luffy debuted. I went to training camp yesterday for the Cardinals. Not not a bad week. So, ready to... And this is exciting, too. I mean, this is something I think we... I think we kind of expected. I think I don't think anybody really doubted. Question mark that the Coyotes would get Dumba signed. I mean, it's what one year. I think the AAV is what three point nine million something like that. I think I saw. So not too bad. And then, I mean, I guess I personally think it's probably a deadline piece. Would you agree? Maybe some of he does good in the deadline, kind of flipping like a Gostas Bear situation. It potentially, if we're still. If we're far enough out of a playoff spot that we're not really playing meaningful games at that point, yeah. I think both him and Zucker are gone at the deadline. But I think more than anything else, this is just another piece of, hey, we have this hole. Rather than just plug it with some washed-up old vet, we're going to go out, we're going to go get a guy who's in his prime, a guy who quite frankly, is coming off of an absolutely horrible season in Minnesota who needs a reset of his value and who's going to play like a man possessed. Um, and that's exactly what this is. It covers the bases for both team and player. Dumbo's going to get the chance to play 25 to 30 minutes a game, play power, play a major role on play. I don't will be power play one over Jersey. Personally, I still like Jersey better as an overall defenseman, but Dumba is he, Dumba is an insanely good offensive defenseman with a great shot who is phenomenal at joining the rush. He just he isn't the best in his own zone, but even then Despite not being good in his own zone, he's physical, he hits, and he blocks shots. So, he's got his flaws, he's got his stuff that he's going to need covered for him. But it's just it's just another piece that shows we're not laying down this season. We're not just going to take castoffs from other teams. We're going to try to put pieces that matter there. So, yeah. What do you what do you think though on that? You know, as I do agree with all that, of course. But I actually thought of another question while you're saying that. I know we had that big debate. I, I don't bring it up once again. But do you think this action now? Do you think that these moves are the natural progression of our rebuild, or is this the pressure of the external factors going on in Arizona? What do you say is more of the the case? This is, I think this is the natural progression of the rebuild. Like I said, these are not pieces we added to the core. These are not pieces that are going to be here for years. Dumba, Zucker are one-year deals. Jersey was a great ad at a bargain price, so we, it, it was a no-brainer doubt. And he's a guy that was added to the core who's young and going to grow with the rest of the core. But the rest of these pieces are one- or two-year deals maximum who have flippable value at the deadline 
And really, I know there's a lot of excitement. And I know there's a lot of hoopla right now. And I hate to be that guy. But these pieces aren't the pieces that are going to push you into the playoffs. They just aren't. Dumba, incredibly skilled offensive defenseman, does not help our defensive game whatsoever unless he completely changes his game from his 10-year career in Minnesota. Um, Zucker, really good sniper, really good shooter. Who He was a two-way force in Minnesota who had a step back in defense in Pittsburgh, but that might have just been the team. So we'll see on that. But a guy, these two guys aren't going to affect... They're not going to add a whole lot of points to the team. The points added to the team are still going to come from... And when I say points, I mean in the standings. Wins, losses. Those points are still going to come from Keller, Michelli, Kraus, Cooley. These are the guys that are going to be driving. Not the pieces we've added. If that makes any sense whatsoever. No, of course. These are essentially kind of the the nice decals on the car you're building. They're not really the main piece. You're not you're not part of the engine. They're not the wheels. They're not necessarily the spokes, but they're still a piece of the of the thing, right? right? The, that... Yeah, these are so we needed roster players to play roles. And instead of Zach Cashin and Patrick Nemeth, we have um Jason Zucker and Matt Zumba. Which I like. It's nice that we do yeah. get some more. We're not just getting a dead contract. We're not just getting some washed up, like you said earlier. Washed up has been. Uh, but let me ask you this: If you would have taken, just to put it in comparison, let's say Gosses Bear available with the same price tag, would you take Gosses Bear or would you take Dumba? I think the Coyotes chose better with Dumba. Does that question make sense? Mm, I hope it did. That's a really good question. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, you I'm know, I know s- that Gosses Bear is not the best in his zone either, kind of a bit more of the offensive side. So I'm thinking, you know, we may have, we may have got the same player. Though, a little bit, but Dumba's a better shooter than Gosses Bear, in my opinion, from what I've seen of the two. Whereas Gosses Bear's skill set is covered up pretty well by what Jersey brought. So I think if they are to play together on a power play, Dumba's skill set suits uh, Dursey's better than Gossespear's does. Um, we did upgrade. And, but that that is a very, they're both pretty accurate representations. Both in, and they're both came to us at low points of their value wise. I mean, as, as good as Dumba's going to be for us, as much as he's going to bring us, there's also a reason he was still out there. He, yeah, just doesn't. He's again, he's just a flawed defenseman. That's really all there is to it. He's great at what he does, but um, and there's plenty of reasons to get excited for. I'm not trying to douse anyone's excitement. I'm just trying to state facts, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to no. overdo. I know a lot of D-backs fans, myself included, got very excited over that first start, um, and now it seems to be, you know, not so exciting. Whereas, so I think yeah. it's good to temper our expectations a little bit here. This is kind of the first 
I guess, upswing of the rebuild, if that makes any sense. I think, and you know, yeah. we're not obviously competing, but you know, we're not tanking anymore. So, and in our last podcast, I compared the Coyotes next year to what the D backs were this year, where you're going to see. Right. You're going to see flashes. You're going to see streaks that will make you think, oh my God, this is a playoff team. Oh my yep. God, this is a great team. And then you're going to see streaks where you're like, why what God? did I ever why? see in this team? <laughs> because it's yep. just, it's the natural progression of rebuilds. We're yep. going to be better than last year. To put it in perspective, so I'm going to steal some something from PHNX right now, so I'm sorry to if you guys are listening, but they brought up <laughs> points. And where do you think the Coyotes will finish in points over or under 73.5 from Vegas, which is comically low because I'm picking the over easy. But that got me thinking, where are we going to finish points-wise? And I think we're going to finish right around the 80 points, which is a pretty good season. It would be one of the better seasons we've had in the last five years. I would say, yeah, definitely better than, especially the last three years, I'd say, especially. Especially the last three years, yeah. No question it's better than we've had the last three years. But that's still not a playoff team. That's a team that's going to be picking eighth or ninth, which is okay. That's where we are at in the rebuild. We're not cheering for a tank. We're not cheering for that top pick. We're just eight or nine. You take the best player available or the player that fits your prospect pool best, and you move along. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely in the upswing of the rebuild. So now, I mean, so you're saying... Really, we want to win now. Wins are no longer like, oh, shit, like they were last year, which got us to be, you know, the sixth overall, right? It's that time. We can finally I'd start say, cheering for wins. Yes, but you want to see good wins. You don't want to see wins that make you... Because we had some wins last year that were like, oh, that just felt gross. Yeah. And you don't want to see wins like that still because you want to get these guys to see that, hey, if you play the right way, wins come, type thing. So, hmm. I just... But, yeah, you're def- you're not cheering for losses like you were the last couple of years. You're yeah, cheering definitely. for wins, you're cheering for close competitive games, and you're cheering to watch a good product on the ice. Definitely plan to go at least at least two to three games. That's that's my plan. So hopefully wins. But th- let me ask you this too, Dumba. Let's say we didn't sign him. How much does it would it make a difference in our season? How many games? How many points? How many goals we lose out if we didn't have Dumba? I mean, is this is this someone that's going to move the needle in a major way? Is this just uh, hey, you got Dumba? That's. Am I just? knocking out these questions tonight yeah because i'm thinking on that because again he's a good player i don't want to sell that he's not a good no of course player i'm trying i'm pulling up his stats i think his i think it would probably be i mean i think we will feel his presence i think we are a bit of a better team with him and i think the younger defenseman we do have i think maybe learn some things from him but yeah, I mean, I think maybe just a few points, maybe a game or two max. I don't, I don't really see him personally, and it's not a diss to Dumbo. I, rec- you know, respect his game and all that, but I, th- I think maybe one or two games, maybe a goal or two here and there, extra. But that's just my total guess. I don't, I'm not too, too familiar with him to a big degree. So, so 
his best career season was 2017-18, where he put up 14 goals and 36 assists for 50 points with a plus 15 rating. What's he up, also man? put up 12 goals and 10 assists for 22 points in the shortened 2018-2019. No, that wasn't a short season. He was just hurt, I guess. In the 2018-2019 season. Um, it's about to be short. But, um, the next he, year. Again, he's a good player. He is really good offensively. And he is, when he gets a full head of steam and can join that rush, he's exciting to watch. Just don't expect him to be the cure-all solution. Don't expect him to be a guy who comes in and suddenly were defensive geniuses because that's not his game. He's not defensive. He's not a defensive defenseman. He is purely offensive defenseman who can hit. Which is so weird. Um, it's not that uncommon. It's just weird. To be an offensive defenseman. Is it though? I mean, the name I mean, D defense. All... I mean, I know, like, I know in today's game, but I'm talking like just like the name. Like, if you're, like, I can't think of another sport that has someone that's. I mean, I guess basketball, but that's not really comparable. Because even like lacrosse, I guess the closest thing would be the long stick midfielder, but that's only for certain situations. So it's kind of weird that you have a defensive player that's kind of more not defensive. But Is, but you also have offensive players, your forwards, who are more defensive. Well, that's true. Yeah, like, two ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's just That's it's true. it's hockey. If you're not getting offense from your blue line, you are losing steps. This has been true ever since Bobby Orr revolutionized the position, scoring as many points as he did back in the day. The legendary fighter Bobby Orr. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, reference to a pod I'm long just, ago. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I felt the sigh on that one. (laughs) I do have something for you, though. I do have this. Uh, Our friend of the podcast, Mike Gould, did tweet out the uh, projected Yotes lineup. So shout out to him for doing that for me. Uh, Moser, Dumba, Balamaki, Derzy, Dermot, Stetcher, and Soderstrom. Along with, you know, Vimelka and Ingram as goalie. Is that... How would you arrange those? Who who would you say your top pairing? Would you you say... Go ahead. Real quick... Josh Brown is missing from that. Oh, right. That's right. I guess, yeah. I thought so, it was kind of, kind of thin. I think... Moser Dumba be our top? Or Soderstrom starts the season in Tucson, and Josh Brown is on that third pair. But can you list that again for me? Yes. I got Moser, Dumba, Falamaki, Derzy, Dermot, Stetcher, Soderstrom, and Brown. Thank you again, Mike Gould. Appreciate that. That first line, yeah, not touching it. I personally like the looks of that second line because then you're leaving the third line what it was last year. Buke said Michelli Kraus. I don't know if coaches will like having the two rookies on the same line with Cooley and Gunther. Then that is an incredible fourth line with McBain, Kerfoot, and Boyd. And I guess a fifth line with Cartone. <laughs> I'd like to see Carcone get into the lineup because right now he's the extra forward there. I'd like to see him get into the lineup. So maybe swap out Boyd with Carcone. But yeah. we just we're at a stage right now where 
we have actual NHL players. We're talking about who are we going to play and who are we going to sit, and that's kind of exciting. It's very nice. It's very it's very nice to not have uh, Pavel Datsuk's uh, even your technical best thing on NHL games. That's that's also very nice. So and then going to the defense, Moser and Dumba, that makes a lot of sense. Valley, I, I would personally put that as pairing two, but again, that's because I like Jersey more. That's just my personal preference. Uh, Jersey Valamaki, again, another one that makes a lot of sense. And then Dermot Stetcher, that is a really small defensive pairing because I think Dermot is five foot eleven, Stetcher is five foot ten. That is really small. So I think you're swapping one of those guys out for uh, Josh Brown just to add some size, physicality back there. But, yeah, I think that's pretty spot on, pretty on the nose. And then I actually have a piece I'm in the middle of writing and then got interrupted today because I had to write the Dumba piece. (laughs) But I'm in the middle of writing. This is a make-or-break year for Soderstrom. So... I think he's going to start the year in the AHL. And he's really got to seize it hard down there. He's got to play incredibly well. This is not the GM that drafted him. This is not the same organization that drafted him, essentially. They don't have the same ties to him that uh, Chaika would have. If he Do you doesn't... think he fits with this plan? I mean, but especially with who he drafted in this year's draft, you know, he went kind of big and defensey. Do you think he he's kind of in a way phased out? Not that it's too late, obviously, but I mean, is it not looking not too good out. for him? He's not phased out yet. There's still a chance for him, but this is it. This is his make or break year. If he doesn't make the team by the end of the year, old timer, and this is a team that's again trying to win games, not a team that's trying to lose games like last year. If he doesn't make a team that's trying to win games as a full-timer, he'll be phased out. He'll be surpassed by um, by several players. To put it in perspective, I made my top 10 Coyotes prospects list recently for Inside the Rink, and Originally, I had Soderstrom on there before I realized I should have um, graduated him like I did with Gunther. But mm-hmm. Soderstrom was nine. He was number nine. And he was the 11th overall pick in 2019. Oh, yeah. You've got to be hot. You've got to be. I mean, he's definitely already fallen behind. He needs to take steps forward. And this is it. This is going to be his year. He has to do it this year. Do you think the veteran presence of Dumba will assist with that at all? Or is that just kind of like a not really a thing? I don't know if it will assist. It will assist on it, but again, he's had veteran presence his his whole career. I mean, this whole we had you brought it up earlier. Ghost Despair versus Dumba. It's a very similar battle there. So Hmm. Ghost Despair Gossip Bear is just as much of a veteran player as Dumba is. Um, He's had Goligoski. He's had guys like this on the team ever since he's been drafted. So he's had that uh, presence to look up for. Well, I thought about it. I just forgot to mention earlier. It just hit me like a second of bricks. You know where Gossip Bear signed? 
off the top? Oh, I don't off the top of my head. I Detroit. remember seeing it. Detroit. Oh, yeah, Detroit. Right. One year, was... 4.1 million, right? Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Wow, damn. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Good call. I knew it was summer that also signed another coyote, and that other coyote was Christian Fisher. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because looking at our team, we lamented that, but we lamented letting him go when it happened. But looking at that lineup, he doesn't fit that current lineup. Fisher no. would be the odd man on this team right now. I'm thinking we probably knew that. We probably did, which is why we didn't want to pay him. Because keep in mind, it's not like Detroit paid him that much. They paid him barely above what the qualifying offer was. You think he's on his way out of the NHL? Or No. No. He's going to be one of those guys who bounces around from team to team as a fourth liner until he finds a home where he can be that locker room presence, nice guy. Works hard. Yeah. Because that is Fisher. He's never going to be a top six player. But he's going to be on the fourth line or he's going to be in the press box because he will have such a great impact on any locker room he's in. And I wish Fisher all the best wherever he goes. Yeah, I always like Fisher. Great guy. And Goss Bear, too. I actually got his jersey. He was on, you know, I got a pretty good deal on it, but still got his reverse retro. So happy about that. You've been asking all the questions. Now I want to ask you a couple. Hit me with it. Where, if you had to predict the Coyotes' point total, mm. where do they? Where are they? Mm. Above Vegas, I know you said it was like seven seventy-three or whatever it was. Definitely above seventy-three point five. Yeah, I, I'm thinking actually. To find out what you said, actually, that, that sounded about right when you said that. I was like, yeah, the eighty points range somewhere around there. I think that sounds about right. I mean. Unless we just Cooley really does pop and Keller just, I mean, continues the thing, maybe. But yeah, I think that sounds about right to me. Thinking about it, okay. that sounds good. Question number two. Okay. Where do we finish in the Central Division standings? So the teams in the Central that we're going to be competing against are Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Nashville, Chicago. Which of those teams are we going to be better than? Hmm. I think we'll be better than Winnipeg. Nashville. Mm. Chicago. I, mean, I know they have Bedard, but I, I just I don't think he can do it all. So I think we'll probably be better than them too. I may sound stupid, but I think that, that sounds right to me. I think way too early. I think Oh, no, St. Louis. St. Louis is in there, too. Who oh, yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis will probably be uh, probably worse than us, too. I think we'll be middle of the pack, I think. I don't but know I think... if St. Louis is worse than us because St. Louis did deal with a lot of injuries last year. Oh, that's true. That Yeah, that's a good point. So I'd say we fight with St. Louis for that placing, and then I think way too early, I think Dallas takes the division. Way too early, obviously. Way too early, but... I can see Dallas. I'm on the same it. mind. I think, I think we're going to have three playoff teams from the Central, and those are going to be Dallas, Colorado. Colorado, Minnesota. Yeah, 
think so. And then I think we finish above Chicago. Right now, Winnipeg finishes above us. But you they so? are one or two trades. Yes, because they still have one of the best goalies in the league in Connor Hill. Uh, yeah, that's they a good still point. have Kyle Connor. They still have Mark Shifley. They are they have a group of guys that are in their prime ready to play. So right now, Winnipeg finishes above us. If they make those trades, if they trade even one of those guys, I think they finish below us. Uh, Nashville, I think, finishes below us. And yeah, I think Saint, I think, us, I think you're exactly right. Us and St. Louis are battling for that next spot. Yeah, and that's then so I can see it. If Winnipeg keeps their guys, us, St. Louis, and Winnipeg are battling for the same kind of fourth team, fourth through sixth team in the division. You think they do, though? You think they do trade those guys? They've all yeah. asked for trades. Yeah. They've all requested I mean, I... out. Hmm. Would you take one? No. No? You think nope. Connor Ingram and Vimelka are better than their pairing? No, because Connor Heliabuck is one of the best goalies in the league. But Top five? We've also just saw a, a playoff series where... Sergei Bobrovsky was horrible, horrible two years ago and just took his team to the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> He's going to punch your ticket Hill, in the NHL. I mean, Jesus. Aiden Hill won the Stanley Cup <laughs> as Vegas' fourth string goalie to start the season. Nuts. What did the, what did, what's it called? Um, the Sharks trade for him or get from that trade? Didn't they? Uh, fifth round pick. I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll give a fifth round pick every every year for a Stanley Cup. Shit. So, yeah, just, oh, that another question. Okay. If the Coyotes are eight points back of a playoff spot at the trade deadline, which is not out of it, but also. Kind of a fight for it. Pretty close to being out of it. Do you trade? Do you sell at the trade deadline? Mm, It depends. If we're if we're definitely really cold by that point, like it's just we have fallen flat. I probably do. (sighs) But if there's that, uh, ooh, that's a tough. Actually, that is legitimately hard. I mean, that's a tough question actually, because I want to say. I, I'm not a risk taker very much. I'm not a big into sports betting and all that stuff. So, I mean, I probably would try and get some assets, especially because, I mean, if I'm already out of a spot, I might as well try and get as much draft capital or prospects as I can. Because I, I feel like not the next year is, is a write-off, because that's not right. But I feel like playoffs are a cherry on top, but development matters more. If that makes Kind of like the D-backs are in this year kind of like yeah we probably should make playoffs you know for the experience but like not the biggest deal if we don't so i would probably sell yeah i'm really thinking about it and trying to really be honest yeah i'm probably selling not a lot i'm not selling the farm i'm not going crazy but yeah i'm probably selling i think i think you look at selling yeah i think you look at selling the two one-year contracts dumb and zucker 
I, I, I doubt they'll it. resign. I think they. I think Dumba's here to kind of revitalize. So I think he saw Gosses Bear and revitalize. I'm sure players talk. I'm sure he's here to revitalize and sell. So yeah, I probably would. So I would sell. And, and I think Zucker's here, not necessarily to revitalize because he's a phenomenal player. Or he was really good last year, I should say. But he's also here to put up stats in a year right before the cap goes up next year. Yeah, we're talking on the podcast, kind of cashing it next year. So, yep, which makes sense. I mean, that that does sound like a pretty good strategy. So, I probably would yeah, too. Yeah, I think both these guys are here for that. So, I think if if you're that far out of it, if you're eight points out of it, you look to do it. Now, if you are six points out of it or four points out of it, I knew that was coming. Where is the line? Where do you keep them and say keeping them is better than keeping them and playing meaningful games, even if we don't get into the playoffs, is more important than the second-round picks or the prospects we'll get for trading them? See, that's tough, because I know there's obviously a lot of thought process here. Like One could be, you know, we got that's the reason why Zucker and Dumbart here essentially is they're built to be sold if we're not in a playoff spot, sell them. That might just be the contingency plan, press the red button, get going. But if we have that chance and, and our schedule looks pretty good, if I got a really good offer, I'm selling. But if it's just like a basic, oh, hey, here's a you know third, fourth round pick or some scrub player, whatever, I'm not taking it. If I get a good offer that's really, really worth it and I'm four, four, six points out, I may take it, but that's about it. If I'm five points out, to me, you'd essentially have to give me the equivalent of a first-round pick for me to move either of them. That's the yeah, way something I worth do it. Because I mean, it, it, that's that's attainable. I can I can yep. make that, especially how our schedule looks out. Five, so five points out, it, or five points out, is essentially every game down the stretch is mean or meaningful mm-hmm. until that first losing streak. Yeah, then you're like, oh but, fuck, whoops. But, irregardless, you're giving them the chance to play meaningful games. You're showing them that, hey, we believe in you. Go play meaningful yeah. games. I think that might be more important in a long stretch Than a second-round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a first-round pick, then that's... Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I'm getting a deal where it's like, I'd be stupid not to, then yeah, I'm selling. But, I mean, I don't think I'll get something like that for Dumba and Zucker. Sucker, excuse me, German coming out, but... Yeah, I think I mean, if Dumba goes back, I think if Dumba puts up or is on a fifteen goal, fifty point pace by the, the trade deadline, I think you can get a first for him. That'd be awesome. That's, I, I think he's got to be. But... I think he has to be on that pace, though. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I don't think anything less I think is worth anything less than that. You're not getting a first. It's kind of like the Gostasper thing. Yeah. If yeah. Unless you do a David Johnson trade. <laughs> you have any Bill O'Brien's in the NHL? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, not, I mean, there are, but probably none that will trade with us right now. Because they all suck. <laughs> Looking at you, Edmondson. Yeah. Well, okay, they don't suck, but you know what I mean. Uh, 
You know, see, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, when you have the superstar players, you know, like them, and you just don't make it, at what point should you walk away? You know, what what point would you, if you're Conor McDavid's skill level, what, what point do you be like, you know what, like, this is clearly not working? Like, loyalty is one thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, loyalty to the team of draft you. I, I totally, I that is a, a valid thing, in my opinion. But, like, at the same time, this man does literally everything, and they still can't do it. And it's like, what more do you want from me? Because to me, I feel like he's succeeded as part of the bargain. You know what I mean? Like he did, you know, his his half, his 75%, really. I mean, when do you walk, you know? I walk at the, I walk at the, when I'm at UFA. Yeah. Don't even let him get trade, <laughs> let him get trade capital for you. Just walk. Well, no, I, t- I tell him, look, I'm not resigning. So that's up to them. It's kind of like the the Austin Matthews thing. Nobody's saying it, but it's kind of like what's going on in Toronto with Austin Matthews of, hey, I haven't re-signed yet. We're running out of time to re-sign me. So. I mean, do you think it, it and I know obviously we're, we're fans here, but do you think it is? He is kind of seeing what Arizona's doing? you think that actually is a, a, a factor in the back? I mean, probably in the back of his mind, he comes here every summer, but still, you know. That's something Toronto should actually be afraid of him walking to Arizona. Do you have the, the room for him? Oh, there's room for him. What we need is we need a center. And this is one of the few guys that will push Cooley down to beat our second line center. Hmm. Um, we definitely need. Let's see. We definitely need Matthews. I don't know if that's what it is. I mean, him saying this probably makes it more likely he signs here if he does hit free agency. But I doubt that's why he's going going through this. Him going through this is based on what Toronto is doing slash not doing. And again, Toronto's had a really questionable offseason, so... I think he will we'll see how they look like at the end of the year. And I'm not just saying that because I want to sign the Coyotes. I think he, I just think he's done. I think if he wanted to sign, he would have, but yeah, I think he's walking. I guess we'll see. I just got a review arc email from a uh, Twitter. I forgot that we were originally going to call ourselves Howland hockey. That's right. Yeah, we were. That was a funny one. I remember, I set everything up at all like the little folders and stuff on like the computer, and then we look it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, there! That's a, that's already somebody." Yeah, that was funny. I think Trippin' um, is a far better name too. That was much better. Oh, it Worked is. out it's, in the long run. It's unique. It's our brand at this point. Yeah, but anyways, back to back to matters at hand. It's just more than anything. This has been. An exciting off season because oh, we are buyers. Finally, we and made this it. This isn't even being super mega buyers. This is just being the barest level of buyers you can be. And it's we went to dollars, Dollar General, not Target. We didn't even go to the big store yet. We just hit this little spot. <laughs> Grab a carton of milk. We bought a. Instead of just uh, 
give me the hand-me-down cars. We went out and bought a used car on park it. That's now, a good next idea. year, next year when we go and buy a new car, that's going to feel really good. Uh, I, I almost just want the next season to start already. I'm almost just, I'm so excited for what's to come with this team. I mean, are we the most exciting team in the Valley? I think we have to be, right? I mean, the Suns, Suns? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess the Suns would be. Yeah, I'd have to say the Suns are just because they're going to be competing for championships. And the D-backs are because they're essentially a year ahead of where we are. For all intents and purposes, they kind of are. Yeah, no, I think you, I think we have a similar timeline. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a perfect example or a perfect whatever. Because last year they kind of correct me if I'm wrong. Last year they kind of surprised everyone. They were picked to be one of the worst teams in the league, and then they weren't. Right? Yeah, we, yeah, we had a we got really hot there at the end, and like our basically the Reno team, the, all those kids we see now got called up and just started wreaking havoc. So, yeah, that definitely is accurate. Yeah, so we're a year behind where the are. Which is and that's just a good timeline to put it in perspective for Coyotes fans, I think. I just hope we uh, don't get the mid-season collapses like the Coy- the uh, D-backs tend to get. If I can just uh, avoid that altogether, I'd be happy. Uh, I'm just happy. To me, the two biggest moves are still even with Zucker, even with Dumba, the two biggest moves are still getting fully defined this season and Jersey. Those are going to be the two we're talking about at the end of the year. Those are going to be the two that affect us the most in winning. Those are the two that affect everything else around this team. Dumba, Zucker, they're exciting. They'll be fun to watch this year. I'm looking forward to cheering for him. I've always liked Dumba, and I've gotten to see him live quite a few times. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be parts of the core. The core is the guys we drafted plus Jersey, plus whoever we add next year, because... At this point, just looking at where we're at in the rebuild, I am absolutely convinced, whether it's in the free agency or the trade market, we are adding someone major next season. We'll see. Might be buying me a Matthews jersey, so can't wait for that. But I think uh, that pretty much covers everything. I think the only thing we have left to really announce is I know we're recording Wednesday, time of this recording, uh, and we have our fantasy break sitting up. Oh. Of course. I guess we should, yeah. It's been 39 minutes. So, in addition to Grandy's fantastic articles, if you go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN, you will get an ESPN Plus subscription. Support our channel. Support Inside the Rink. And you get to watch all the hockey with us this season. And again, look how exciting it is. We got Dumba. We got Cooley. We got Keller. We got Schmaltz. We got Howler. And you got us to listen to as well. So, tons of goodies on there. Please do check that out. And also, be on the lookout. We will soon be setting up and getting geared up for fantasy hockey um prizes involved but again just a tease for now so but i think that's it granny i think we covered everything i think well i mean i don't think we 
I don't think we covered everything, but I think we've covered enough about the dumbest subject to tide us over through mm-hmm. till um till Wednesday. Perfect. And hopefully we should have all the boys on there and get a good show for you guys. So I think uh, for we wrap this up, Grandy, shall we? Let's do it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming on. Thank you, Tyler, for let's for putting together this podcast on short notice, especially with some behind the scenes difficulties. Yeah, a lot. So <laughs> a lot. But we got it out there for you guys. We'll see you Wednesday, or I guess Thursday, technically when the episode releases. From all of us here at the Chirp and Yotes podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>